American songwriter, we had the opportunity to talk to Miliano over Zoom video. Miliano was born in New York and lived between New York and Uruguay up until the age of three when his family settled in Miami. He talked about learning guitar at an early age, starting a pop punk cover band in, in middle school where they'd play like Simple Plan and Blink songs. He eventually started rapping. And this was later in high school and in college. He talked about putting out his first EP, 13. A friend of his had a connection with Enrique Iglesias. So he ended up getting a meeting with Enrique Iglesias, which eventually led to Enrique mentoring him. He would shoot over song ideas to Enrique, still does. Enrique helped him uh, navigate the record label conversations and give him feedback on his, his new songs. And he talks about his new EP that's coming out and his most recent song, Runaway. You can watch our interview with Miliano on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It'd be awesome if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're Bringing It Backwards with Miliano. Yeah, our podcast is about you, your journey in music, and uh, how you got to where you are now. For sure. Dope. So first off, tell me, where were you born and raised? Uh, can you hear me well, by the way? Yeah. All right, perfect. Um, born in New York City, actually, um, in a hospital around Harlem. Um, right. I was raised uh, in between New York and Uruguay which is wow. a small country in South America, which is where my parents are from and where all my family's from, actually. And um, I was raised there until I was like three. And then I moved to Miami. And that's where I spent the rest of my life. So I'm a Miami boy for sure. Sure. So you from three on, you're in Miami? Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Very so cool. Definitely raised in Miami. Like, uh, yeah, been in Miami a long time. Do you, yeah. did you, at, at, were you still traveling back to, to Uruguay at all or no? Yeah, I go all the time. I was just there in December. Like, basically, it's really just my parents and my brother here, but the rest of my entire family is in Uruguay. So I try oh. to go as often as I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That's really cool. And how did, how did you get into music? Okay, so, um, well, for starters, like, um, my family in general is really like music oriented, like especially like my grandparents and uh, the side that's in Uruguay, like no one like that, um, you know, had any like major success in music, but just like a bunch of guitar players, singers and all that. Mm -hmm. So it was always kind of like rooted in me and was um, with me as I was growing up. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how I first started getting into it. And then as I got older, you know, I played the guitar when I was little. I was like in a little like punk band. That's why I was looking at Blink-182. I was oh, in like sure. a little like, yeah, we would like cover some Blink-182 songs, like some 41. Mm -hmm. That was when I was like 13, 14. Then I got into like rap music and it was more just like freestyling with friends. And then eventually, you know, turned into like friends being like dude like you should like record something because like it's pretty good mm -hmm. and I was like all right sure you know and um I started recording and that's how I got into music yeah like basically just first of my family Spanish music then like 
punk teen punk little two-year phase and like a little band and then uh just like freestyling right on and yeah. what was did you pick up guitar was that the first instrument you learned yeah that was the first instrument for sure i always wanted to play like those songs by like some 41 and like mm -hmm. the the guitar was obviously like the catalyst and all those songs like the main instruments so i was like all right let's pick up the guitar and i loved it like i wish i'd play more often now but I just, um, I like making beats more now. So I think I dropped the guitar a little bit, mm -hmm. but I love the guitar. Like you hear it in almost all my songs, even mm -hmm. if it's not played by me. And uh, yeah. That's amazing. Uh, so I, I did, did I read that you've been mentored by Enrique Iglesias? Yeah. So pretty okay, random. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, okay. So we'll get there. Okay. So you were, you were playing in this uh, like punk rock band for a while and then yeah when did you graduate to doing like making beats and rapping were you still in high school at this point yeah so I, that whole band thing was like um before high school um oh, wow. so that was like yeah that was just like with my brother and like another friend of mine that i grew up with and like we just did it we did like some gigs around the neighborhood like nothing crazy just like covering like some 41 like blink 182 like um simple plan like that whole era okay and um then um once i got into high school i got really into rap music like i didn't really understand it until i was in high school and like once i got into it i started getting into like lyrics and i wanted to record so i'll tell you why i got in that so the first song i recorded was um it's pretty sad but like not nah, i mean whatever but you know that song all about that bass Mm -hmm. by Megan Trainer. Yeah. It's a good song. So yeah. whatever. It was like a really popping song at the time. And I was like, I'm going to make a remix. So yeah. I made a remix and it was me singing. And I went to the studio to record it. And at the studio, this is my first time ever at a studio. Like it literally took me like six months to like save up money for this. And was um, that a big moment when you got to the studio? I'm sure it was. It was like I was in shock. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I was alone. I was just like, this is crazy. Like and like seeing the board for the first time, like it was mm -hmm. so sick. And I was just like, all right, whatever. So I get in there. I start singing and like, I, you know, like I'm not like a trained singer. So like I wasn't sure what to expect. And like the guy slaps on like a ton of auto tune. And like, this is like 2015 where like autotune was still kind of looked at as like, you shouldn't need it if you're a good singer. So right, right. Like, damn. You know, so I was like, damn, what the hell? So I was like, all right, I guess I suck at singing. So it's all good. So I put the singing away and I got really into rapping for the next like two years. And that's kind of what made me get more into rapping and like make it kind of like my real passion uh -huh. so yeah that's how i got that's how i went from like like teen rock singing to like rapping and then as i got older i just decided like let me just mesh everything into one you know yeah. those like iconic teen punk melodies that like stick in your head kind of mm -hmm. yeah what did you do anything with that that megan trainer cover or was it no, like after the auto tune, no. you're like, oh, I probably shouldn't put this out or. Oh, I showed it to some friends and like, they were like, not bad. But then like, I had like the honest friends who were like, yo, this has to be deleted. Like you got to quit music. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. And I was like, it's that fine. must've been right, devastating. Good. I mean, you saved up all that money and like, tell, I mean, you know you what? Feel? 
I did, but like not even trying to be corny. It's like, I always was like, I know it's going to take a minute. I know I grew up playing sports. So mm -hmm. like, I'm a big like believer in like, it takes time. Like you could get better at things. And like, even at the moment I was like, you know what, that's fine. I don't have a coach. I was going to do bad on my first, you know, my first game. Mm -hmm. It's all good. We'll bounce back from that. And like, uh, okay. That's a great attitude. Yeah. 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 I, that was cool. Yeah. So then you started, started rapping and then what, how did, what was the next progression for you? Okay. So then I started rapping. Then, um, I went to school in Boston for a semester and at up Berkeley? there is where, no, actually oh. Northeastern. Yeah. Northeastern school up there, but not even for music. So like at this point it was kind of just like, I was obsessed, but like, I come from like a, you know, Latin family where it's kind of like, uh, like their dream was always for me to like get a college education. So it was mm -hmm. like, I'm going down that path. Let's do it. Like sure. a scholarship. Like it was a really good. Oh, opportunity. Wow. Yeah. What'd yeah, you get the scholarship cool. for with music, uh, for sports or was no, it? No, no, no. Academics Act actually. Yeah. Wow. It was kind of like one of those like scholarships you apply for by submitting like a ton of essays and stuff online. Right. So okay. life hack for anybody. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you could do that. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, so I did that then. Um, that's really where I started getting into like rapping and stuff. And I met some friends there from the Bay area, which like okay. coming from Miami, it's like, there isn't really a rap scene here. Like now there is a little bit, but like back in like 2015, 2016, Will Smith, man. Yeah, true, true, true. He, <laughs> he, he was, like, the only one, like, I don't even know if he's from here. I think he is, but, like, I know he, like, rapped it or whatever. He raps about it. I don't know exactly 100%. where he's from, but I'm guessing he's from, I don't know. Who cares? He, he might be, you're right. He has those <laughs> so, so, yeah, so I met these guys from the Bay Area, and I was like, damn, these kids know where rap is. And, like, I would, like, freestyle with them, and they were like, you're good. And, like, these guys are, like, two of my best friends now. And they were like, you're good. And I was like, damn, if they're saying I'm good, like, I must be good. And, um, uh -huh. you know, and it goes with that, like, self-belief thing still, where I was always like, I know I'm going to get better. I know I'm going to get better. And then one day I was just like, you know what? Screw Boston. I'm getting out of here. I'm going back to Miami. I got to go back to that studio that I recorded all about that bass. And I got to uh -huh. make some fire. And so I did that and I moved back to Miami and um, left Northeastern. And that's where everything started really um, moving. And like, I started really making songs that I was putting out, but um, you know, nothing really, you know, from like 2016 to like 2018, it was just me putting out like whole different kind of rap songs that I don't know if we're really me or were me just trying to like, um, come up off the trend at the moment you know which is like something that obviously if I look back I wish I didn't do but at the same time that's how you learn and that's how you grow but like yeah so I, that's kind of how I got really into like my music career it was like two years of just like putting out music consistently no one really listening mm -hmm. to it but like um, just like making songs all the time going to the studio until eventually I stopped going to that studio and I was like, um, I'm going to buy my own home studio. And like, I basically got a job at like a construction site for, <clears throat> for the summer. 
it was literally the worst job ever. Like mad respect <laughs> to anybody that works in construction. Digging ditches and stuff. Yeah. No, you know what? They actually like had me like looking over people. So I'm not even going to lie. Like I didn't even do oh, anything okay. that crazy. I was more just like <laughs> looking over people. Like I obviously had to like move stuff around, but I wasn't like, you know, like doing anything too crazy. Like once I got to that point, I quit. So like, I was really in the first stages where I was kind of just like an assistant and, Got um, it. but it was terrible. Like out in the sun in Miami, like a hundred degrees summer, like, but it was so worth it. Yeah. You know, like it, it sucks. Um, I bought a studio, a home studio. And th- that was like end of 2017. And that's when I started really being like, all right, instead of like paying for studio time and just, trying to make like a banger like let me understand who i am as a musician and Mm -hmm. how music is made and like you know get better and like yeah so that's how i did that but um sorry my voice where does yeah oh okay when does enrique come into the picture yeah i'll tell you and i'm coming off strep so like my voice oh man my my son had that like two weeks ago he's five and he had strep so stretch must be going around. Back. Yeah, it's going around. Back. Now the corona's out the door. Right. Yeah. It's on. like corona went out the door. Now all the other the the, the OG sicknesses are back. Not cool. Not cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. But yeah, yeah, so um then uh when I was in Miami, one of the guys who I've been making music with forever, his name's Jay. Shout out Jay Apollo. Um he was connected with Enrique and he um, basically one day was like, dude, I want to show your music to Enrique. And I was like, what? Like, sure. You know? And <clears throat> I didn't even really like believe him at the time. Then one thing leads to another, we link up with him in person, show my music. And this was like um, 2019. And wow. he was like, yeah. And he was like, it's pretty good. Like, he, he, like he was nice about it. Like one thing I will say about him is like, um, no matter where like my career goes or anybody who's like ever listening to this, like this man has accomplished everything in the world mm-hmm. and he's the most humble human being I've literally ever met. That's amazing. <clears throat> I mean, the fact that he would just literally. take a meeting with you and be like, Hey, yeah, let's, let's chat about your music. That says a lot. Dude, exactly. And like, I think it has to do with him like relating because, um, you know, both growing up in Miami, like being in love with music, like during college and like feeling like out of place in college and that whole thing. So that was crazy. And like um, that obviously gave me like a ton of confidence, like someone mm-hmm. like him being like, your your music's pretty good. Like it needs work, but it's pretty good. And um you know, at this point, like, he's just someone I could always call, like, um, I had kind of like a, um, like, when I was talking to labels last year, um, he was something I was, he was someone I was going to all the time, like, for advice and stuff like that. And like, you know, obviously, like, having someone like that in your corner is like such a blessing. And like, it's crazy. Um, sure. So you, yeah. he, so you, you just kept in contact. It wasn't just the one, the one meeting. It was like, you could send him tracks and and oh, yeah, get some guy. advice from him when it, that's amazing yeah 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 like it's like you get advice like i'm waiting to really like finish up like this ep i'm working on to send it to him because i think it's going to be a step up from the last stuff he's heard so i'm excited about that 
That's awesome. So you were, yeah, I mean, I'm looking at your Spotify. You put out a song called 13 in 2019. Was that something that yeah. you sent to him? I mean, when did the meeting occur? Um, yeah. So on that, so 13 is like a little EP. I showed him, um, what was on that? Sweet Taboo, which is on that. Yeah. The meeting occurred like around then. Okay. Um, I showed him Sweet Taboo. I showed him 1K Miles. Um, and the song that he really liked was Jaded, actually, which is that. Oh, right. It's my okay. most played right now. That was the first one that he was like, damn, yo, like, this is good. Okay. So, um, yeah, that was hype. And you put that, well, you put that one out in, in 2020, correct? Yeah. Like, so basically, like, um, he really liked it. And then I was shopping that song around with like um, labels and stuff okay. and like labels were interested. And then it kind of got to a point where it was like, like this industry is changing so much that like, you don't even mm -hmm. need a label. Like obviously it helps and like, depends who you ask, but like, man, I've seen people like go crazy, like without it. And like the conversations I was having with labels were just like, we're never worth it and um so i just put it out on my own and like it it really well. it's doing well yeah it's doing well it's doing what it's doing and like you know what it's like it, it's a process you know and it's like um i'm not like i don't think like hey what would have happened if like, i got signed a label but like because it wasn't even like that but um yeah that's why it took so long he liked it then I shopped it around the labels, but even him, like his advice is always just like, like go with your gut. And like, if, if the label isn't like, you know, like head over heels, like it's not worth it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, well, what happened with you and when the pandemic hit, were you working on, you said you have an EP coming out or a record coming out. Were you working on that album when, when yeah. the pandemic hit, like was jaded recorded prior to that? Like, tell me, where you were when that happened and where okay. how that affect like talking to labels and, and all that. Yeah. So pretty much like during the right before the pandemic started was when I was talking to labels okay. and um, basically like literally like I was having like intense conversations until like March once a pandemic hit. And then once it started, it was kind of like every A&R that I was talking to was kind of like, um you know let's keep talking but like we don't know what's going on right now like the industry just took a big hit like <clears throat> sorry um the industry just took a big hit and like um let's like stay in contact but like we don't know what we're gonna do right now like everybody was kind of like freaking out remember like mm -hmm. last march and, and i was kind of just like staying with that like positive attitude and i was like you know what i'm not gonna depend on a label I live alone. I have a studio. This is my opportunity to really like hone in on my craft. And like, I spent the next like eight months working on an album, like fully produced by me, like mixed by me, the whole thing. And I did that until like um, December. We get to December and like the label talks like kind of slowed down. <clears throat> and I was like, you know what? I'm dropping Jaded. So I dropped it in December um, because I was like, I have this album ready to drop. So I dropped Jaded in December and then I only end up dropping one song from the album, which was okay. Runaway. 
um, which was the most recent song I dropped. Yeah, I was say that's the most recent one you've put out as well, right? Yeah, and that okay. was cool because I, uh, my friends who produce that are like um, in LA right now. They're this like production group called Demo House. They're doing really big things, working with like really big people. So like, I was happy to get that um, opportunity to put a song out with them. And um, <clears throat> but then I ended up not dropping any song from that album I had worked eight months for and kind of just treated that album as like a stepping stone to where I am now, where I feel like I'm really at a place where like, I know myself as an artist. I know um, how to make music. I know what I want to say and I know how I want to sing it. And I know, you know, I feel really like comfortable now. And so <clears throat> the songs I recorded in the past, like three months have been really like, uh, what I'm finally proud of and that's going to start releasing June 4th is my first release. It's in English and Spanish actually. Oh, so, amazing. Yeah. I'm pumped for that. Was yeah. it hard to, to translate like lyrically? Is it pretty, I mean, I'm sure it doesn't work exactly the same. So you have to change up some words or. Um, the thing is the, the parts in, in Spanish and English are different. So it's like, it wasn't even like I'm repeating something in like English and in Spanish. Oh, is it the whole, is the song both in English and Spanish? Not like you did an English version and a Spanish version of the record. Yeah, exactly. Got like, it. Okay. Like, I was confused. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> like that one, like Kaliuchi song or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. It's just like the hook is in Spanish and then like the rest of the song is in English. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So this is so coming out June 4th, but, um, June and 4th. you have the whole record complete. Yeah, um, pretty much, yeah. So I have, like, about 10 to 12 songs, like, ready to go. It's just about, like, how I want to put them out. And, like, I'm just excited to get them out, really. Amazing, amazing. And are these songs that you've run by Enrique? No, that's ah. the thing. Yeah, not yet. I've been very, like, um, my new thing has been kind of, like, um, I just want to, like, finish the songs, feel good about them form my own opinion and then show them to people. Gotcha. That's amazing. Yeah, so yeah, but I'm going to show them to them soon. Definitely. Very cool. And uh, yeah. obviously things are starting to open up here and do you have a plan to, to, to go out and play live? Is that something you were doing quite a bit prior to, to COVID happening? Yeah. So um, I actually have a show in Dallas the night that um Nubis is dropping June 4th. Oh, so wow. I'm really excited about that. Yeah, it's going to be like, you know, it's like I had I had done some live shows before and like, um, do you know what Art Basel is? No. It's like um, every December in Miami, there's like this art showcase where like um, a bunch of artists come and perform and like painters and like, it's so sick. I recommend you come in one year. Cool. Yeah, it's like the best time to be in Miami. <clears throat> and um, so I did shows there, but like not like what it would be now. Like now I really have stuff to perform. So like, um, yeah, that show in Dallas is going to be exciting. My manager's been talking to me about like other festivals and stuff like that. So I'm really looking forward to that. I'm a big performer. That's amazing. Well, I can't yeah. I can't wait to hear the record and, and hopefully you'll. I'm in Nashville. You'll be out here soon enough. Uh, oh, we'll yeah. See you live. 
Totally, cool, man. Totally. Thank, thank yeah, you. Thank man. you so much for, for doing this. I really appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Thank you. I do have one more question. Do you have any yeah. advice for aspiring artists? Oh, yeah. Um, this is what I would say. <clears throat> you got to like take time to focus on your craft and get better. Because even though like art is subjective, like you're still pitching your art to an audience who's going to judge it as good or bad. So you got to focus at least two years of your career on just getting better and making sure that your music sounds good enough where people can like understand it and, and like it. Because like I spent like years like just trying to make a hit or just trying to make something that's like, you know, going to like make, you know, yeah, just trying to make a hit. And that's a complete waste of time. Like you got to like get good and like, feel confident and make sure your shit is fire and then you could start like focusing on all that other stuff so i would say like first make sure your music is really fire